What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. I've never seen the inside of my ears, but I've heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Knew it. As soon as I saw that joke, I was like, that's textbook Barretto. And textbook Medlands. But obviously, as we've discussed before, I'm all about LB. I loved Fan. it. Like, I absolutely loved it. Also, I like it when you like praise it with something. So you, you either tell me it's going to be good or you tell me it's going to be bad. And, and the way you were smiling and nodding and talking about this one. I knew it. You've almost gone a little bit red, Nate, in the excitement of that's, telling this job. I, I'm going to be honest, that's, that's a mix of the joke and the run <laughs> I did about an hour ago. Uh, and the beer I've just started drinking. But um, Or maybe it's the glow of the sunset. Since we're sat in Rimini restaurant on Zamvort Beach. which I, I keep the, forgetting where we are. Is it Rimini <laughs> or is it Zamvort? Well, I mean, I've never been to Rimini, so I couldn't tell you either way. <laughs> yeah, so, I haven't either, actually. But, um, but the techno tunes tell me it's probably Zamvort yeah. and the orange. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of indicators that we're in the Netherlands, um, and it's so flat as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, it, I don't think there's the, the only the, like there's a bit, actually there's a bit of a mound of earth over there. But that's <laughs> about the dunes, the, the yeah, sand dunes. Nate's pointing at something that's probably about four <laughs> feet high, and it's just a in, bush in the Netherlands. He's at a bush in the Netherlands, they call that like Everest over here. That's, <laughs> yeah, they have people climbing that. You know, they have expeditions going out. You know, plant a flag on it. And Nate's just offended all Dutch people. No, they, anyway, they, know they live on a flat land. They're very proud of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> so I'm going to move back to the joke score, and yes. let's just cut it there. Okay, yeah. the joke. Nate's was a good one so good I'm going to give you a 9.1 oh nice okay I'm into the nines yeah it Always. wasn't it wasn't 10 quality no that's fine but you know but uh, I th- I think anything frankly above an 8 is a good joke yeah I agree I agree yeah. but do you think it would have been higher than 9.1 if you hadn't just offended all of the Netherlands possibly yeah oh so offending a whole nation how, mu- how much <laughs> roughly does that lose you uh, just, no, just for future reference I have a way to I tend to do that quite a lot you see so my brain goes into quite detailed coding in the ranking system so I can't I can't unpick it all to it's tell like you it's like he sees the matrix <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> offended nation tick so it's minus five I reckon it's minus point like two yeah I so think point two it can't be too much yeah yeah sorry to the Netherlands and the Dutch um, but no I'll take it 9.1's good Well, as you've probably guessed, we're in Zandvoort, and that means welcome to another edition of the Pad to Hop. And I'm delighted to say, as ever, I'm joined by my very good friends, Nate Saunders and Chris Medland, who are smiling at me like Cheshire cats, which potentially suggests they've had a great day, potentially suggests they're enjoying their beers, or potentially suggests they're looking forward to their food and dining with me, of course. I think it's a mixture of all those things, actually. Added to by the two tractors that just rumbled by on the road behind you, which I'm (laughs) pretty sure you had to shout over. So that's (laughs) why I found it funny. I was also enjoying that because I I was like, is he going to keep talking? And he did. And the pro amongst us (laughs) that he is. 
but we can help a grid. Also, one of them was towing a massive trailer that was like, you know, a boxed up kind of unit, and it just said the word floor on it in huge letters. <laughs> wow. and I, I don't think it was a floor. <laughs> no, that's but the floor's, irony. But floor's quite a popular name here. Is for, it? For, it's a girl's name. There's girls called Floor. And I'm always, and, and I, you know, it's a very F1 themed name. A lot more, we need a lot more floors in F1. Now, this is Dutch knowledge I did not expect. Not this yeah, is me I calling I back that. that point two that I lost earlier <laughs> yeah. with genuine and sincere chat. Like yeah. point two, any, if there's any floors listening, please tell me if I'm pronouncing it right. Any Dutchies listening? So Dutchies? Dutchies is fine, right? Yeah. They love, they've never been called yeah. Dutchies. If it's floor or floor or something. But how do you spell it? It's like that, floor, like as we as we would put floor, car floor. Ah. You know, I'm floored. So just for clarification, F L O O R. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Sorry, that that was the Thank easy answering that question. That was the easy way to answer Medlin's very simple question. And I refuse to, I apologize. If you haven't noticed anybody, uh it's tough hanging out with Nate. <laughs> it really is. I don't know how you guys put up with me, to be honest with you. Medas asked me one thing for this week, is like, Can you bring a certain mic with you? I was like, Absolutely, mate. You know me. In safe hands. I didn't bring it. <laughs> I brought a different mic. I did bring a mic, just not the right one. Not so, one I could use. No. So, um, but I just like, but it's quite reassuring because despite all of my obvious flaws, you guys still keep hanging out with me. Oh, so, very much so, mate. Oh, so Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, entertaining flaws. It's true, yeah. Um, well, that's good. So, floor, we've, we've done the floor <laughs> bit. <laughs> the floor chat. Yeah. Um, well, should we move on to the big news of the yeah. day? The reason why we're probably in dinner slightly later than anticipated yeah. um, is because Daniel Ricciardo will not be racing this weekend. Yeah, man. Chaps, what do you think? I think he's not racing this weekend. No, I know. What do you think of the news? Uh, <laughs> it sucks. Um, it's good news for Liam Lawson. It's been an interesting afternoon running around after this because you start to get like impressions from people in the team that uh, it's actually quite bad what's happened or it's not looking good. Uh, and then they had a decision to make. Do they go with Liam Lawson or Nick DeVries? And by they, Helmut Marco really had a decision to make. And DeVries is still under contract in some way, shape or form with Red Bull because, of course, they lost a reserve driver by Daniel getting that seat. So if Lawson wasn't here, they would need someone here. But Lawson was here, so he got the nod. And I spoke to Liam um, probably about 45 minutes, an hour before it got confirmed, and he didn't know anything at that time. He was so worried that they were going to call Nick DeVries and put him in instead. He was just going, I think they might call Nick. I think they might call Nick. I really hope they don't, but I think they might call Nick. And A, you could see why. You'd be putting in a more experienced driver you know, to start with FP3. There's not a lot of time to get ready tomorrow. But B, he then, De Vries also has race at Monza already, and it looked like Daniel was going to miss Monza with, with a break of some sort. So it made sense. But Liam really wanted a go. He really wanted to show what he could do. So um, yeah, I actually felt for him how nervous he was and worried that he wasn't going to get his chance. Uh, and he has got it. Which will be interesting to see how he does. It's always good to see a new driver get a chance. But for Daniel, I mean, like it's such an innocuous crash. But that's why you take your hands off the wheel. Mm. Do you think that's down to how much? That do you think it's down to rust of him not racing? Because he raced for a long time, Daniel, and they, you know that how quickly they take their hands off the wheel. I'm not trying to like say it's his fault, but I'm just really interested of missing missing a bit of time. You just lose some of those reflexes, don't you? You know, it's obviously it's it's only half a year, but I wonder if you just kind of get out of that mindset of. I'm sure they don't, but I, I, I wondered that, you know. But it's so unlucky because he could have done that a hundred times. I don't think, the, you know, the, the outcome is the same. And for him, given his story, it's just it's fucking gutting, isn't it? Like, yeah. Sorry, colourful language there, but you know, but, I really think it's gutting. But it is like he's what two races back into it. Like this was, I know he was hyped because he got the summer break, knowing what he was facing, having had those experiences beforehand. So he was so excited to be like, right, I can build on that now. I know where I need to work. 
and he won't get the chance to show it for probably quite a few weeks. I broke my hand at start, uh, in December. Same bone, right? Well, I think so. So I haven't had it confirmed from Ricardo's team yet exactly which metacarpal is broken, but mine was my fifth, so the outside one of your hand. And it was six to eight weeks for the bone to heal. He, I'm sure he'll be quicker than that because he's an elite athlete, plus he'll have way better treatment than I got. Um, but you lose a load of weakness in it. So I reckon he's going to miss... You know, I'm, I, This is speculation on someone's health, so admittedly dangerous to do anyway and also this is without insight but I think it's probably going to be, be I'd be amazed if he's racing in Singapore put it that way definitely miss these next two if, it, if he can't race this weekend then he almost certainly can't race in Monza although that would be an easier track to tackle yeah. but then Singapore would be much tougher and then it's Suzuka straight after that also tough so it could be not until Qatar four races missed painful in that sense but then he's only got six races to show to Red Bull and AlphaTauri coming back from injury what he can do I think that's the thing he'll probably go to sleep tonight really frustrated by because I think he was backing himself at this point to comfortably prove that he deserved the seat at Alvatari next year to put him in the position to get back to Red Bull whenever that might be. And now, he, not only is he not having the opportunity to do that, but the prime person who might take that seat next year is getting the opportunity in the car now and over whatever races that Daniel won't come back and Daniel's always going to have that decision at some point of when to come back he shouldn't rush it of course should he because that could have a, a longer term issue so I feel for him because I, I saw him earlier today and he hadn't been any happier I haven't seen him that happy before so I walking down the paddock and he was just I mean he's always grinning away but you just, you just looked at him and he was like he seems happy he seemed happy oh my on goodness, Thursday yeah. in the press conference like laughing away but really I, I saw him on the back of a scooter that Yuki was driving going from the so the paddock split here at Zambor, yep. isn't it? And there's the engineering paddock, which is behind the garages where all the engineering trucks are. And then there's the hospitality paddock, which is further down towards the final corner. So most drivers get scooters or bikes or lifts because they don't want to get stopped and have to walk that bit. And he was on the back of the same electric scooter as Yuki and getting Yuki to drive it. And he was holding on to him and laughing. But they looked a little bit unstable. And it was, like, safe. But I thought it was quite funny that it looked like that. So I jokingly tweeted that I'd just seen this happening. And they didn't look all that stable, so Liam Lawson might want to warm up. Oh, Medders. And yeah, people, well, people yeah. now are reminding me of it. That was eight hours or six hours before what happened happened. Um, and, but genuinely, because he was there laughing away at basically trying to hold on with Yuki driving and how fun it was. But I thought what a great dynamic they had seeing that. Because they seem to get on well. Yuki said some nice stuff about yeah, him, but you never know. And they do really seem to have clicked quite well as teammates. Yeah, I think so. Well, so we can blame you then, basically, is <laughs> what you've just admitted there. It's your fault. Well, we can blame Oscar Piastri, can't we? Because he caused the crash that caused the crash. Well, yeah. Someone tweeted earlier that it's the second time Oscar's derailed yeah. Daniel's career. And I know it's a, you know, very, very different ways, but... And um, very much a joke, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And very much not being serious, but like, you know, it's, it was just ironic that it was, it was Oscar involved and it's 12 months almost on from when we heard the news from McLaren. Like, it's just mm. horrible time of year for Ricardo. I think... The thing on De Vries I thought was really interesting. I think if they'd done that, to me it would have just been like it would have been kicking Lawson effectively out to the curb. Like this is this is the moment you pick. I know that I know De Vries has that experience, but if you're not going to give Liam Lawson the drive now, it's like when you're going to give when you're going to give the guy the chance. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I get the I get the De Vries has that contract, but for Marco as well, it would have been such a 180 to have to make. That I just can't see them turning around and be like, yeah, De Vries is in the car. It's just so embarrassing. It was already poorly handled anyway, I think. So to go back to it, you know, I know it would have been nice to see him at his home race. That was the one thing that I think would have been nice for De Vries to have that moment. But every, but also it's like when Fiat came back, everyone was kind of, everyone knew he'd already kind of, you know, had, had, had gone, he'd come back. 
it was just weird. So I'm glad I'm glad they've gone for Lawson. I'm, and I don't know anything about him. I don't know anything about him at all. I know a bit about Lawson because uh, obviously doing like the F2 presses I used to do, but then just from kind of following some of the junior formula stuff. And he's been doing really well in Super Formula, to be fair, until last time out at Motorkey where he um, caused a first lap shunt by... He was trying to take the lead, running outside and lost on the kerb. So not the greatest kind of moment to be coming then into this off the back of but I found it really interesting earlier I was chatting to uh, Anthony Davidson from Sky and went to the well, basically I abused my power um, as Jess's future husband and then I went and like stood next to him when he, he'd finished at the Sky pad and I was like oh have you got footage of Ricardo's crash there um, and wanted to like look at how he's holding himself afterwards and things so we got chatting away about that and I said yeah what they're weighing up and he'd said uh, it's you know surely it's no brainer it's got to be De Vries because you can't put a rookie in or he didn't think you should put a rookie in with just one practice session who hasn't driven that car yet who will be trying to prove themselves on a track that's clearly difficult he says one of the hardest ones to learn and, and get up to speed on um, and that's been proven by the crashes we've had today so he was really surprised when when AlphaTauri then went for Lawson I think that's going to be one of the things that people are going to have to maybe keep in mind like anyone who might be listening to this after Sunday maybe Lawson's done something brilliant and great but if not then it's damn tough to to be thrown into the deep end like this and try and get anywhere near the pace I wonder if if you're a helmet marker or, or a Christian Horner a bigger thing you're looking at this weekend you're like performance is probably going to be pretty bad a lot, or a lot of it's going to be how he mentally just copes with the whole thing and you say like he's had that crash coming into it maybe in not the best headspace if that is the case just how he reacts to it and how he deals with it that's one thing that they said about Ricardo, wasn't it first weekend he did have a good result in Hungary but also they were just like impressed how he got back into it boom no complications so that's the case with Lawson I think he really will check a lot of boxes but um, yeah you know a lot more about him than me so I'm, I'm pretty curious to see how he gets on well best of luck to him this weekend I, I like you said earlier Meadows, just use it at a test session just get through the weekend and see what he can do if he gets another opportunity which is more than likely that he will but let's take it back to the man take it back now y'all every <laughs> very good very good uh, to the man that everyone is here for essentially Logan Sargent <laughs> try again he had a solid day to be fair Lance Strong and again Antonio Giovinazzi oh, I was going to say am third I time lucky so fourth time lucky <laughs> try the other end of the spectrum I'm on the right constant other end of the spectrum to Antonio Giovinazzi oh Le Mans winner yeah oh, I was going to say Nick Hogenberg but that's the same side of the spectrum yeah it is so uh, someone no. who's not won Le Mans. I think you're M- talking. Well, Ma- at least not in real life. No. He's won it virtually. Has he? I think so. Okay. We're I thought he normally about- gets disconnected. Oh, yeah, that was during that, wasn't it? Maybe he hasn't won it. I'm going to check that later. I assume you're talking about Max Verstappen. <laughs> yes, Max, 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 Super Max, Super Max. Max. I've Max. heard about the guy. Pretty good. But again, like Liam Lawson, don't know much about him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been spending so much time up the front and winning races that we haven't really seen him on the yeah. world feed because he's gone and smashed out of the park and we're watching the race from 2nd down to 20th which can be good oh it can be great in fact it yeah. has been great can you imagine if Max wasn't here yeah. we'd have one of the most exciting championships we've had in years yeah but we wouldn't be here would we sat yeah. in Zandvoort with orange all around us this is like the Verstappen GP like it might as well yeah. be called that well the, the trains that we get from Amsterdam out here are called the Max Sprinter yeah I saw that oh, oh the Max that. Express Max Express which I love is, that they've is, gone all in right with yeah, it yeah well, it's funny, isn't it? You guys remember the first year we were here, the speed limit was changed to 33 miles per hour? K- KPH. 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 And I remember, I think I've made this joke to you guys before, that I joked 
to Max that it should be one mile an hour when he came back in 2022 because he's now as the number one on his car. And we got a bit of a laugh out of Max. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did it though? Did it? No, well, my grandkids. Did you my just hear that laugh? My grandkids will be hearing that, that tale. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. He exhaled. Yeah, yes. that so makes more sense. Max didn't, didn't <laughs> throw me out of the room. He didn't order the press team to get me out of there. So like he's done before. I'm that, yeah. I'm but that's a whole other episode. I'm counting that as a win. Just to clarify, that's not happened. Not with Max, anyway. Who has it happened with? No one, but I just like to give the readers. Who's the, the, readers, the, who's the listeners? <laughs> who's the driver you've annoyed the most or upset the most? The Hulkenberg. Nick and Hulkenberg, wasn't it? Hulkenberg. Yeah. Um, I did. Actually, you guys will quite enjoy this. We'll go back to Max in a sec. I forgot Bruno Firmin's name in a knock-on session oh, no. yesterday. And for some reason, you guys know I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. <laughs> he called him Bruce. I said, so um, what do you guys think about you know uh, Bruce? What, you know, <laughs> what Bruce said in Sparring? That's why I went, who? And I was like, uh, Firmin. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks me like, oh, and he didn't seem to to notice. I just kind of played it off, but I went redder than this microphone is right now, oh, so which is red. Right. Um, but yeah, and then I told Lawrence Edmondson this, and he said, "No, you've you've called him, you've called him Bruce for me a couple of times. <laughs> Apparently, I've just had it in my head. That his name's name Bruce for me. As in, you so, call, you know, what within what copy or I, on podcast? Well, I hope not in copy. I hope it's been subbed. <laughs> that is the case. I think on our unlapped podcast, I must be on one. I've called him." Bruce for me, but no one called you out. Well, no. I mean, Esteban kind of did. He was like, "Who the? No, who are you talking about?" <laughs> and I was like, "Your boss, for me." <laughs> you turn around, that guy, that guy. <laughs> pointed at him. him. Um, anyway, sorry, complete and random. Sorry, no, yeah, I asked this tangent. No, I liked it. Um, That's what we're here for. It is, isn't it? Tangents are us, is what we should be called in another in another world. Okay, we're not here for that. <laughs> um, but no, I going back to Max. It was always really impressive. I mean, impressive about him anyway. Is he just doesn't seem to really like notice or care about all the adulation and hype? But here, you know how Lewis gets at Silverstone. Like you can see Lewis is like on a different level a bit. Just just mentally, like it, you can see how much it means to him. I'm not saying Max doesn't care, but he just doesn't doesn't show it in the same way. He kind of just sees it. And there was an, I think Luke Smith from you know our friend from the Athletic asked him, "What's it like to be a national hero up here with Johan Cruyff?" And he was like, "Yeah, I just think it's great." <laughs> There's very, you know, very simple answer. It was a great question, simple, simple answer. It just shows that he just he just sees it as another weekend to come and win a race. It's, he just, and I think that's why he's so good. He doesn't feel the pressure. Yeah. Like that is, so, all of these people are here for him, and they all want him to win, and they're shouting his name all day long. They're singing his name, and he's just like, "Well, that's great. Thanks, Bob. I'm just going to mm. crack on with what I'm doing." And he does the same number of media engagements. He says that here, <clears throat> that he does at any other events. He doesn't treat it any differently, like you were saying. I think it's just something when you when you, maybe when you're an elite athlete, you can kind of maybe tune certain things out, and he's just able to do that. Without it's not disrespectful, he can just cope with it in a way that he can compartmentalise it and then just crack on with the day job. Yeah, it's really impressive that he does that because he's, he's won both races here, hasn't he? He's not looking trouble at any point. I mean, this is Friday, so you know maybe he's in trouble now. Lando was quicker than him in FP2. Huge, uh, huge shock on the I cards. I did some analysis. I did some proper analysis on this. Did you? And if Max has got all his best mini sectors together. He would have been quicker than Norris. What about Norris's best mini sectors? Yeah, yeah, I compared them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you didn't yeah. just look at Norris's no, no, lap. No, no. Sorry, and I, his. I did Max's yeah. mini sectors and Lado's <laughs> mini sectors, the best for both. Mm. And um, I think whatever the difference was that Lando was ahead, 
Max was ahead. Oh, so it's close. Yeah, so I still, it's, it's still very close. It's still very, very close. You're saying and Lewis was closer to both of them as well. So Ooh. Lewis would have moved up to third. Yeah, Lewis's ranking. lap got ruined, didn't it, by the red flag in... Oh, no, so it was FP1. Ignore me, everyone. Mix. You heard it here first. Lando Norris to beat Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen in the Dutch Grand Prix. But hang Norris on, let's... From F1 and ruin everyone's weekend. Yeah. Apart from, from a global sport perspective, a Lando Norris win would be frankly incredible wouldn't that would it? be great you heard great it here first <laughs> fixed Formula 1 won to Lando Norris win great for our friend Ben Hunt who's just released a book on Lando Norris he has oh, called Lando Norris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does what it says on the tin it's a book mate it's not a tin oh yeah fair. Fair. tin back <laughs> so has Max got this lined up is it going to be his ninth successive win yes so yes and also, <laughs> next, next and also this might be controversial but the more he's won these races, the more I kind of I want to see the undefeated season for Red Bull now. Yeah, I'm because starting to get that way. Because I think that if, he, if they just lose one race, it's just... So if they lose one race and they win all the rest, it's like, okay, it was a great season, but it wasn't... But I feel like we are seeing something really special with Max this year. And we saw special stuff with Lewis, but like this, it just seems that Max... I think Max is on a different level to Lewis at any point. You know, we saw Lewis. Lewis was... Ooh, Lewis, that's pretty big. That's a bold claim. But, I mean, Lewis never won eight in a row, and I think that that's more because... Lewis always had either internal pressure or he had a much closer you know, rival in Ferrari or Red Bull or whatever. Mm. This year, Max is pretty unchallenged. So it's a, it's a combination of stuff. But yeah, the more he wins, I'm just like, this would be great to see. And you know, I'd like to see Perez win a few races. I'm sure as soon as a Lando or a Lewis or a George or whatever won, I'd say it's great. But when you're actually thinking about it, to do something that historic would be pretty amazing. Um, and I'm sure I've just pissed, I've pissed off the Dutch earlier, so I've calibrated it out now by pissing off everybody else who doesn't support Max by saying he was better than Lewis. Yeah. You're back to breaking even, I reckon. So yeah, do, do, I you wanna so. Go, do you want to go one step above, you know, just to try and um, get into their good books? Well, the main thing he's done is piss everybody off that might listen to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm the unpopular. I'm playing bad cop. You, you, two, are, you two are definitely good cop. We're just cops. just cops. We don't have to... We can be neutral and you're just hanging yourself yeah, right now that just means we all balance each other out pretty well that's the way I look at it sure <laughs> do you think Max has got it so not Lawrence yeah I think Max is going to win it with it here I think he'll get nine in a row do I think he's going to win every single race for the rest of the season no because I think Checo will probably win one at one point do I think they're going to win every other one like surely the laws of probability say no yeah I still say they're not going to but but the I fact that we can actually properly start it, to think where it is might. That be? Well, this, so yeah. this is the other thing, isn't it? That that car probably isn't getting pushed anywhere near the limit. Yeah, exactly. In which case, it's not risking reliability. And so, the year Mercedes should have done it was 2016, and they didn't because of Spain when Lewis and Nico crashed they crashed in the year in the Spanish GP. Max's first win. The other one, I can't remember exactly what happened to Rosberg. He dropped down the order in Malaysia. Yeah. And then Lewis had an engine issue. But because of whatever happened to Nico, dropped him behind the Red Bulls. And Ricardo won. I know, well, Verstappen won that race as well, I think. No, so Ricardo won on. They got Ricardo one each. That's, that's yeah. So, the, so if you look at it, they were so close to the perfect season. One was a collision between the two of them. And the other one was just one driver in the wrong position. And then, and then a reliability issue. But they, you know, if you, run those, if you run that season again, they could have gone undefeated. So that was, it shows you it is close. It's tight. Yeah, it's, it can the thing is, you probably don't see a moment where Max and Checo are going to collide. So they don't, you don't have that tension, do you, right. between Definitely. the teammates? And then you're relying on reliability yeah. if you don't want that perfect run. And I just, I just can't, I just can't see it. Like, 
I just can't see it. Even the little niggles they've had early in race weekend so far this year have just been the littlest of things, haven't they? It's mm. not a thing like Lewis and Nico was. I'm, I'm distracted by the argument going on at the table behind Lawrence um, about something. I think it's about pizza either not being good or not cut. Probably not being good. Uh, anyway, back to the Formula 1. Sorry about that. I just couldn't help myself but get distracted. I'm easily distracted. I'm pretty easily distracted. Yeah. Um, this might be a good time to wrap. Yeah. Well, the police are showing up. So, um, there is that. This is, oh, wow. yeah. Well, this is a good story for... The Pad Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live, live reporting from a crime was, scene. When I said good cop, bad cop, I didn't mean this. this no, but they are here. Uh, they've cycled here. They're wearing bicycle helmets. Okay. Are we allowed to comment I on mean, police is, work? I mean, this has kind of accelerated to a point where I thought they were just having dinner. But so, um, you know what? I think this seems like a good point to call it quits. I'm not sure. I think listeners want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a great listening experience. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but we could tell them. No, I we can tell them next week. I think what we do. We'll wrap it up in 60 seconds next week yeah. with what happened yeah. in this race. Oh, cliffhanger. I love <laughs> there it. There we go. Uh, Chaps, as ever, it's been an absolute pleasure. Looking forward to spending the next couple of days with you guys. Uh, thanks to everyone who's still listening as well. And please do follow us on our social channels at The Paddock. You can read Meadows' work on Racer.com, Nate's work on ESPN.com, and my work on F1.com. And we'll do this again very, very soon. Unless we're arrested. <laughs> no, but Nino, there's no, for clarity, there's no risk of that. Network.